This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services. Winter is here, and I encourage you to save your back this year. Contact Keller's today and get a quote for residential or commercial snow removal. And also, it is never too early to start thinking about spring. COVID has put a delay on so many things. Do not delay in getting yourself set up with one of the best in the business when it comes to getting your yard looking its best. Visit Keller's at their location on Kern Street in Exeter, Pennsylvania, just down the street from Blue Ribbon Dairy, or head over to their social media pages for more information. Welcome to the PopGo Project Podcast, a platform for the discussion and discovery of arts and entertainment. We focus on highlighting people and events that add value to the world around us. Visit us on all social media platforms by searching The PopGo Project or visit our website at thepopgoproject.com. Welcome to the show and thank you so much for listening. We're live. Ryan, what's up? what's up? How are you? Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year, man. I'm good. Just hanging out. Yeah, it's, uh, was it January 11th? Uh, I still have uh, holiday decorations behind me. Yeah, I see them. <laughs> I, had to, I had to turn them on because like, if they were off, it looked like these like straggly wires hanging around. Like They just looked really dumb. Now we, we usually wait to take our, our stuff down too. Like, uh, I know like my parents literally just took our Christmas tree down like, like two days ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This so. is my wife's, this is my wife's doing. I wouldn't even have this here, but she's, this is what she does. So yeah, you got to keep it festive, you know, <laughs> how, are, how are your parents doing? Uh, they're great. They're hanging out, uh, constantly working and just busy. You know, uh, my dad plays in uh, a band as well. So he's like, out on the weekends playing with his band and whatnot too so uh they're they're good though everyone's good cool man well before we get too much further uh i'm hanging out with ryan from the band one step closer from wilkesbury uh ryan and i have uh a history i guess you could say oh yes yeah so (laughs) i don't i don't know how old you are now i want to say probably early 20s 21 22 yes i'm 22 yeah okay so I moved across the street from you in Pringle, Pennsylvania yep. in 2010. So you were 11 10 years, 10 years old, 10 or 11. Yeah. yeah I was 11. born in 99. So yeah, probably like 11. Yeah. Yeah. So that's wild. So I, <laughs> I knew you when you were 10 or 11 years old, Like that's just, yeah. this is how old I am now. Right. <laughs> it's, it's crazy though, because yeah, like it, that doesn't feel that long ago though. For some reason, it seems like you ju- were just living in that house like two or three years ago, you know. But you've been you've been moved out for at least five now, right? Something like that. Yeah, I moved out in 2016. Yeah, so like over five years now. Crazy. Yeah, yeah almost you know, going on seven. So yeah, it's uh, so it, it, it's kind of funny, you know. Fast forward twelve years later, and you know where we are today, and what we're doing, and, and especially you. I mean. At that point, you were ten, and I remember you, you and you know, buddies skateboarding on the the hill, Pringle Hill. Yep, <laughs> uh, the, the hill in Pringle was giant, uh, <clears throat> and you guys would skateboard. And and I remember, and I don't know how I don't know how long you've been playing music for, but um, I remember at one point during my time living there, I, I remember just you know, 
I don't know if it was you or your dad. I'm assuming it's you and your friends, but just playing music during the day, just smashing yep. the drums. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah. My, so my dad, uh, it was definitely me and probably my friends as well. But yeah, I got a drum set when I was like 13 or 14. And uh, it was literally like right like downstairs, <laughs> you know, yeah. like in the one room. And yeah, I would play every day. Like that's when I was like just starting to learn how to play drums. Because uh, before that, I was playing guitar. I've been playing guitar since I was like eight because of my dad so like uh that's when i always like wanted to play drums really bad so like he uh bought me a drum set finally so yeah but yeah and we were just skateboarding all every day down yeah. the hill and like up in in that area all i had that little curb waxed up the up the street on the corner there so i would just skate up there and just like skate the curb and stuff all the time <laughs> yeah it's just so it's just so cool to see you know where you are today um you know, that little kid in the basement playing the drums and guitar and all that kind of stuff. And, and now you are touring the world. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it, it is crazy. It's crazy. Like putting it into that perspective, honestly. Right. It, Cause I was thinking about it. Cause I haven't seen you, uh, since I moved from, from Pringle, uh, five or six years ago. And then you walk in the doors of Axelrad, um, maybe what, two months ago. And yeah. I'm like, Holy shit. <laughs> Yeah. He's all well, grown up. Dude, I know. And it's crazy because like it's now like I see you 10 years later and now you're, you're you know, you're, you're doing this podcast too about music stuff. And it just kind of all like it all comes. We, we came back to each other, I guess, you know, what I mean? in yeah. a weird way. It's, it's cool. So, yeah, it's funny because I was at this, the radio station when I was living in Pringle. Um, well, the weekender and the radio station. So I was always like involved with music and then. In 2017, I was already gone, and I don't know when you guys started One Step Closer. We'll get into that, but I, yeah, yeah. I started a radio show uh, that I played local music for, um, you know, three and a half years or so, um, mm -hmm. and I never came across One Step Closer. And uh, I'll admit that hardcore is not my my go to. I have to be in a specific mood, and I ha it has to be like melodic, which uh, you know your your band tends to be. Yeah, um, it's not my go-to. So, like, I'm kind of, it's, I'm excited to talk to you about, you know, the band and how it all started and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, back to you know, you're saying like it all kind of, you know, started in one place and then kind of came together again. It's, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. It really, it, it is. It's just we uh, never really like. I feel like we never really targeted like uh, the radio as like a way to like uh, kind of put our music out there for some reason either, which is a. Uh, like, I think that's also like why, like it kind of never popped up. You know what I mean? Uh, just because like the way like hardcore bands work and like stuff like that, it's like mainly just like, like at the time when in like 2017, like band camp was like the big thing for like hardcore for some yeah. reason. And yeah. now it's like, everyone's immediately on Spotify and like stuff like that. Like that's like kind of, it's kind of turned into like streaming only really, but yeah. Uh, well, cool. I, I did my best to kind of try and find new bands and, and, and it was never like, I never focused on a genre. So like, I was trying to find, you know, hardcore bands or even rap artists or country and, and kind of yeah, highlight yeah. the local, the local scene. And I never came across you. And I, again, I just hardcore was never on my, my, my radar, I guess you could say yeah, yeah. like that much. But I mean, when did one step closer, you know, officially start? I mean, have you guys been together for a long time? And I know you put out some uh, music within the last year or so, but how did it all start? Um, we were, I think, 
2016, it started. Um, we had our first practice, like literally January 1st, 2016. Um, and then we put out like two demos and they were bad. <laughs> and then uh, we finally like kind of got our stuff together and like put out this EP that was just like a self-titled like EP. And then that's kind of when we got a, like a little bit more like traction, I guess. And then we started playing a lot more locally. And then we put out for me to you, which was in 2019 on triple B records. And that's when we kind of like really kind of started like doing a lot more and uh, started touring a bunch and you know, playing all the time. And then uh, in September, we just put out our first LP on uh, Run for Cover Records called This Place You Know. So that was like our big step into like, you know, actually like signing to like a, a real label and like, you know what I mean? Like kind of uh, that was like the big step forward that like we've always kind of wanted to take. And, uh, yeah. And now we're just like pretty much have like tours lined up all throughout the year, like for the rest of this year and like even like into next year, you know? So. Yeah. It's a good thing you're young. So you just got back from Florida a couple of days ago. Um, yes. you know, I think you have uh, a tour lined up, um, end of this month or so like in Germany yeah. and the UK and, Yes. Yeah. So that's unfortunately getting rescheduled now oh, to the man. fall. Just, yeah. Cause of COVID stuff and whatnot. But I mean, like it's still like, it's still happening, you know, it's right. just getting pushed a little bit, but like, yeah. So we have, we just got back from FYA fest in Florida. Uh, we were supposed to, we're going to be doing that, that Germany, uh, it's like a, a European tour for two weeks. And then we have a, a six week full U S with this band called drug church, uh, March through April. And then uh, we'll be back in Europe again in the summer. So kind of kind of busy stuff, you know? Yeah, you don't stop. Good thing you guys are young. Yes. If you were my yes, age, you'd be sleeping right now. No, I know. Well, like, <laughs> it's, it's also, we kind of just hit it at the right time just because we were all like, but when we started getting a lot more traction, we were just out of high school pretty much and like just starting college. And I was able to do like, I got my associate's degree and then like, we were kind of like, Hey, let's just tour nonstop and just see what happens. And then, uh, and now we're here, you know? So like, I think we're just going to keep doing our thing, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think that's, uh, played out for you pretty well so far. And, and as far as those tours line up, I mean, do you, I mean, is that the label put helping you out or do you have a management team or how does that work? Yeah, so we have uh, we work through APA, which is a booking agency. They do like a lot of big bands and a lot of uh, a lot of smaller bands. Like it's like a great range of of stuff. Uh, we work with Jason; uh, he's awesome, great dude. And then uh, we have a manager. His name is Bob uh, Bob Shed. He he's worked for like record labels and a bunch of stuff. He's like a really good friend of ours. And then. Uh, the record label, like, like run for cover doesn't really like, you know, they don't really help with the, with the tour stuff per se, but they, you know, they do a lot of other stuff, mainly just like, you know, record, like layout timeline of stuff like that. And then like always pushing back and forth ideas of like different things that we could be doing. And, you know, like, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's mainly like our, our, our agent who gets us the tours and stuff like that. 
what are the benefits of being on a label? I mean, you talk about marketing and, and things like that, um, but you know, ha- signing to a label back in the day, um, you know, meant distribution of CDs and you know, even before that, cassettes and all that kind of stuff. How does that play uh, as a part of, of what you guys are doing in a world where you know streaming is you know probably what people go to the most? I think you know, obviously, vinyl has kind of made a little bit of a comeback. I'm not sure if you're into that that uh avenue or not but i mean being signed to this this label what does that do for you i think i mean vinyl is huge right now especially in hardcore it's kind of always been a big thing uh but yeah they've pressed like we're on our second almost third there i think the second pressing is about to sell we're on like our third pressing of of the vinyl for the new record and like where'd you go they help with you know all that distributing and like it's pretty much like everywhere it's in a lot more like you know, bigger record stores and like mainstream places that you can find it. And then, um, you know, it helps being like doing music videos and like doing all that kind of stuff. Like they will pay for like all that kind of stuff. And like, like for instance, we also like had to like rent a van on the West coast last month for our tour. And, uh, like, we just didn't have any extra room on like anyone's credit card because we're all young and we don't really have credit cards or anything like that. So they just put it on a card for us until like we got back. And it's just like, they do a lot of little things to help. And they also just like, we have like a PR team and just like people who are constantly pushing us onto different magazines and different, like all these different places. And like, you know, it's, it's really just like they help, push our band to a new audience and that's like a huge thing you know even like those those spotify playlists are a big thing sure and like their whole team is like constantly pushing for our songs to be on these big spotify playlists and stuff like that and like we've landed on a few already you know just because of that so and if we weren't on on run for cover i don't think we'd be on a single one so it just kind of like it helps, you know, it's of definitely course. like that signing. And then the release of this record has just put us like at a, at a, at a bigger level and just like a much like in front of a much bigger audience for sure. Yeah. And I feel like the hardcore scene has like this almost like a cult following. It's a, it's such a weird, it's a, it's a, a scene that I don't know a lot about. So if I ask questions, it's not because I'm stupid. I guess it's more because I'm ignorant. <laughs> no yeah and i think that's that's perfectly fine I, I i i i'm stoked that you're asking questions it's it's nice to be talking to someone who kind of doesn't really know as much instead of talking to someone because usually we're always talking to people that just know everything yeah. you know what i mean it, it's it's cool to be like on like a different playing field you know what i mean yeah yeah so, so i mean like the, the hardcore scene I, I just feel like it's like a lot of diy it's just like this like cult following it's just everyone's like loyal and like they almost like if you have a show in the basement of a church because i think a lot of these these underground hardcore scenes kind of almost live in those places to an extent yeah they're there no matter what like cancel Mm -hmm. plans they're gonna be there they're gonna have their shirts off they're gonna be you know screaming in your right back at you when when you're screaming at them it's just like a wild like this again this world that i'm not familiar with because i just never have been involved in it um Yeah, is 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 that is hardcore what you you know grew up with, and that's why you're in it, or is how did that all kind of happen? It's I started. I mean, 
like you said, I, I mean, you've seen me skating all the time, you yeah. know? And like, I, when I started, I started skating when I was like nine or 10 and then I would just skate every day and I just met a lot of people. And then like a lot of the older kids that we used to skate with were like, yo, you should come, you should come see this show. Like this band is playing and like stuff like that. And, uh, so I started, I saw my first show. It was a title fight show when I was like 12 or something like that, 12 okay. or 13. And, uh, ever since then I've just been kind of like hooked, you know what I mean? It was just, I was like, well, this is so crazy. But like, I've been into bands like, like green day and Blink 182 and like more like the punky, like pop, pop punk stuff. Like when, since I was like seven, eight years old, just cause my dad, you know, kind of put me onto all this like classic rock and like early two thousands kind of stuff when I was very young. So I've been always super into like that kind of stuff. And then, moving forward it just progressed where i got involved in the hardcore scene and then i was like i want to start a band you know and it just kind of more so you know moved through there and just kind of kept going and um now you know we're on this label and we're still playing small shows and still playing diy stuff always and i i hope we continue to do that for as long as we can you know but i think that's another perk of the label too is that like we're also kind of expanding outside of that, but you know what I mean? It's still doing stuff inside the scene. It's like, it's just been something that's, that I've been involved with forever at this point, it feels, you know? So, um, but yeah, it's definitely, I think it, it all comes back to skating, which is kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's like part of it all, right? Yeah, it is. I, it's it, like skateboarding and uh, hardcore music just go hand in hand for some reason. Well, it's funny because Axelrad, Axelrad was kind of built on like this, you know, skater lifestyle, BMX bike riding, you know, tattoo culture, punk rock attitude. Um, and there's times when I'm when I'm working there, I kind of feel out of place because like I'm not any of those things. I, I can't ride a skateboard. I used to ride bikes occasionally, but not to the extent that a lot of these, you know, people who work there do it. Uh, yeah. I have minimal tattoos compared to others, so, so it's. Um, it's 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 interesting the whole culture. Yeah, it's uh, I even and it's it's cool because that Axelrod started where this old hardcore venue used to be called Homebase. I think it was called Homebase. It, Back, it was backstage or backstage. That's what it was. Yeah, backstage, yes. So backstage, and then and then it's like they have a punk DIY venue, and then a punk uh, DIY type you know, business starts there. And yeah. it's like, it, it's just cool because like it's ran by people and they still treat it like kind of similar, like where they kind of have this like punky mentality when it comes to Axel Red, which is like, it's awesome. At least Not, like, I love it, you know? Oh, hundred percent. It's, it's, I love it there. It's, you know, I went from working in a, a corporate kind of setting where, you know, your GM wants to have a meeting every morning at eight 30, just to say the same thing he said to you the day before. I, I don't know if it's just, wants to hear himself talk or whatever it is, but to like, <laughs> yeah, just this atmosphere of like, we have a job to do and we're going to do it and everyone does it. So it's, it's, it's pretty neat. So yeah, it was, it was awesome seeing you walk in the door. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, it's funny that you say you, you feel like you, uh, you like don't fit in or something like that because I look at Tony and I'm like, damn, Tony doesn't have a single tattoo either. <laughs> and like, 
he plays tennis and is like, you know, like coaching the <laughs> tennis team. And I'm like, this dude is the furthest from a punk, but like, he's my, I love him. You know, yeah. he's the best. He's like the whitest so, white guy, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so funny. But, and then he's like surrounded by all these people, like you said, with like tattoos and just like have this like punky kind of attitude and like all yeah. ride BMX and stuff. It's, it's, it's awesome though. Yeah, I, so I love funny. that. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned playing, you know, guitar and the drums. Uh, you're, you know, for those of the, who don't know, you are the lead singer for One Step Closer. I mean, how yes. did that kind of all uh, come about? So the first like two bands I ever played in, I was like 14, 15. And um, I played guitar in those just because, you know, I started playing guitar really young. That's all I really knew how to do. And um, and then when I was like 16, I was like, I, I just want to sing in a band and just like, like, I, I don't know. I just like watching like all these crazy hardcore videos and like the way like the singers were just like people were just kind of going nuts and he was just like people were giving the mic to people and it just like seemed really cool and i was just like i just wanted i want to do that so i started singing for this band and this is the only band other than like a small like kind of like pre one step closer thing that i like started singing in but it lasted like maybe like six months at, at max it wasn't even really like a, a real band but uh yeah, so this is my first like band that I sing in, really. That's cool. So I just kind of just uh, that's what I want to do. I'm gonna go sing. <laughs> yeah, it was just kind of like, hey, I'm just gonna try yelling and see what happens, and then like it kind of worked, and we were just doing that, and now like I'm trying, like I'm starting to like actually train how to like sing, sing, and like also yell too and stuff like that. So I'm definitely. I've definitely been like actually putting in real work to like learn how to sing, you know, just cause like now I'm just like, yeah, actually, I actually enjoy this and I want to get good at it, you know? So, yeah, but yeah, that's cool. And I mean, you guys are playing shows like almost night after night. I mean, is that like, how do you recover from the screaming? Dude, it's, it's rough. I I mean, like I've, uh, I've kind of developed a way to figure out, how to like maintain my voice and keep it keep it good uh, i just do like vocal warm-ups before every show for like 15 20 minutes and then uh like downtime i'll, I'll try to i'll try to drink tea like after the set or i'll just like just drink a, a, a shit ton of water afterwards just because it helps just keeping it good you know and um honestly like every tour i've i've done since i started doing that stuff like i've survived and haven't had any like vocal blowouts or you know i haven't like damaged my vocal cords or anything like that so so far so good you know it's good yeah yeah it's definitely it definitely takes a toll on your voice though and it, it does suck and it's it really does like thankfully i kind of learned how to do it you know you're supposed to sing from your stomach like your diaphragm and uh i kind of learned how to do that pretty early on because i noticed how much i was shredding my vocal cords you know so i was like i can't keep doing this if i'm you know if i don't fix the way i sing so um you know doing those things it just kind of saved me for sure but and i i think it's also like a uh one of those things where the more you do it just you just build up you know your muscles and stuff like that and you just kind of get through it sure and not only the vote the the vocals but like <clears throat> I mean, this is a high energy show you're putting on. You're not standing there in one place just singing. You're you're all over the place, jumping around. It's it's nuts. Like, yeah, it's. I mean, I think also 
I, I mean, I thankfully I'm in pretty good shape. So it just kind of like, I think, I think personally, like if, if you're not in great shape and you're trying, you're singing and trying to do all that, like, I can't even imagine. Cause like that, that shit probably sucks to try to like, <laughs> to try to do it, you know, because like being, being in like decent shape and just like having a good, uh, hold on like your breathing techniques and stuff like that. Like if you don't have that, you're just kind of like, you're going to be running out of breath all the time and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So, but yeah. Yeah. That's good stuff. Now you're still young. You're 22 years old. Um, Yes. You know, growing up in Pringle, Pennsylvania, like skateboard and all that kind of shit. Did Did you ever think to yourself, like, you would be touring the country and the world and like, like what, what is, what is all this like? I mean, again, you're a young kid. You've probably seen more of the world than, you know, definitely and me uh, and people who are much older than me. Like it's, it's wild to think about that. You're this young and you're, you're doing all this traveling and you're, and you're seeing different cities and you're doing what you love. Like, did you ever think that this would be your life right now? Um, no. Honestly, I, I never, I, I always wanted it to be, you know, even as a kid, just my, my dad's been in bands and stuff like growing up and, you know, has been playing shows and I've been, you know, seeing him play for a really long time. So I think I've always wanted to do something like that. I actually, it's funny because I found a Facebook status that I posted when I was like 12 or 13. I was like, it was literally just like, who wants to start a band? You know what I mean? And, and like, I look back at that and I look at it now and it's just, it's just kind of crazy to see how, how far, you know, me and my friends have, have came with this. And, uh, I, I think it's, it's now at the point where it's just like all, all I've ever wanted and I don't ever want to not be doing it now, you know? So, uh, but yeah, I'm super, I'm super grateful for everything and all the opportunities we've had so far. And I, I can't wait to see what we continue to do, you know? Yeah, and, and as far as you know, obviously we're we're I hate talking about it, but I mean it's part of our lives. We're we're going, we're still in a worldwide pandemic. Yeah, um, you know that could have easily derailed, and it has derailed a lot of you know young young bands. You know what what kind of kept you guys pushing through all of that and and kind of persevering and and coming out on the other side. I know these these few dates coming up got pushed back but i mean you're still doing a show you're still doing dates what what uh has the past two years looked like for you guys it was kind of like we were already working on writing a record like right before the pandemic happened we were actually we were in on tour in europe uh with a band called turnstile uh like (laughs) right before the pandemic happened and we were over there when like they announced the travel ban and all that stuff so it was just kind of like a very crazy, like we were, we literally played shows up until the last minute that we could play shows. And then it was just kind of nothing. So our plan was kind of like to stay as busy as possible, keep people as interested as possible and, you know, do as much stuff as we can. So we got home, finished writing the record, demoed the entire thing then started recording and then we were we we're doing some live streams and stuff like because that kind of became a popular thing where like bands were doing live streams and stuff. So we did two live streams and then uh, we we're just doing merch drops and different things like that just to like try to stay engaging, you know, with with our fans and stuff like that. And 
you know, keep, keep being creative and working on something. So finally finished the record and then we ended up, you know, getting signed to a new label and like, that was a whole thing. And, you know, so we stayed pretty busy and I think we stayed busier than a lot of bands were, you know what I mean? At least like a lot of bands that were like our size, you know, like pretty small. And, and like, cause I think it was either like you persevered through this pandemic and like people and like your band was thriving or it really just took you down to like square one again. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I definitely saw a lot of bands fall off because of like them just kind of not doing anything. Yeah. I, you know, it's one of those things like, you know, artists especially, and <clears throat> I was always concerned about, and, and I think a lot of people I talked to, you know, did the right things. They, they kind of focused on themselves. They kind of took the time to write music and things like that. But I was like, this is a, you know, artists and musicians, like getting out, traveling and being on stage in front of an audience. That's like, almost like therapy and that's like part of who they are like yeah. what what do you do when you know you basically lose your job like it just it's kind of crazy to think about yeah it was it was definitely a very depressing time for sure and like i think the record definitely kind of reflected that a lot just because like what like we had so much stuff lined up for uh for that year and like so like that was like our first true year of like Hey, we're just going to tour nonstop and like very much like just go for it full, full, like full fledged, you know? And, uh, we had literally tours pretty much booked up for the rest of the year. And then just to kind of have it all taken away, you know, and it, it just, it was, it was a rough time, but like, yeah, I think, you know, playing shows and touring is like kind of therapeutic in a, in a weird way. And then sometimes, sometimes it's stressful, you know, mm -hmm. obviously, but uh, just like any job would be or like anything you're doing that you love, you know, but uh, yeah, I, it was, it was definitely weird to like have that moment of like, am I, am I ever going to play a show ever again? Kind of thing, you know? Yeah. It definitely made people think about, you know, their futures and <laughs> what they were doing. Yeah. Yeah. For Crazy. sure. You mentioned merch. Um, you guys do some pretty interesting uh, things as far as merch goes. Yeah, I, I know that because I've, I've seen it. You know, it's not just a, here's a T-shirt um, with your name on it. Uh, how, no. how how important is it to you guys to like really get creative as far as whether it's the color and style, the garments, to the design, to the placements on? Like, where does all that come from? It's I think it, it comes from like everybody being kind of in like pretty into fashion and stuff like that, and uh, we all like dress differently but we all like care about like weird things with with fashion for some reason and uh i think we started doing some crazier stuff and it just kind of caught on and people were really loving it so we we're like all right let's just see we just want to do whatever we want to do at this point and like go as crazy as possible like last year we made this crazy like sherpa jacket that like me and our guitar player designed together the whole thing and then like had it made through uh this company called gold set that does like a lot of crazy merch and stuff um and like i don't know ross just comes up with some really really crazy ideas and we're always just like yeah let's just go for it it kind of adds to like the style of the band and like just like our personality you know and um 
I think it also just makes things more interesting when people are like looking at our merch table and stuff like that. And now it's just, we're kind of just like known for that. Like just having kind of some crazy merch. A hundred percent. I mean, I think everything you guys do, it's almost like, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it's almost like limited run items. It's like you might, you get some stuff done and then once it sells out, it's gone and you're on to the next new design. Uh, so it's almost like exclusive. To an yeah. We try to keep things pretty exclusive and we try to keep like not rerun too much stuff or like reprint a lot. Like we're always putting new designs on, on different things and like trying out new stuff. I think it's, we almost think of it as like little, like, like almost like uh, a streetwear brand sometimes where like they have weekly drops and it's always something different, you mm-hmm. know? And then we kind of think of it in that same way where we have like, uh, if we're doing a drop online or something like that, we'll do like a spring drop and then we'll do like a winter drop and like it's always something different but it's like kind of coordinated with the seasons and then kind of like exclusive to that time and that's it you know so and then if it catches on or something like that then we'll maybe run like a big pre-order so more people could get it or something like that what makes sense i mean you want people to buy your merch and i think that if they know that they might not be able to get it down the road that they have to act now yeah, it, it's definitely like we did a, a winter drop like last year and it definitely pissed some people off because we did a pretty limited run of stuff and we were saying like, hey, this is going to be a limited thing and everything sold out in two minutes. Like, awesome. Yeah, and it was awesome and we were stoked, but people were like super mad because they didn't get it, you know? And like, uh, so after that, we we're like, hey, maybe we'll keep the limited stuff. Like we'll still do the limited stuff, but if, if something catches on and people really want it, we'll just set up a pre-order and like, then the people who really want it, will still get it. Cause we just want to like, make sure we appease everybody. You Give know? the people what they want. Exactly. Yes. Give <laughs> the people what they want. So if they want it, we'll, we'll do it, you know, but now, uh, now yeah. do you get any advice from your brother, Kevin? Cause I feel like Kevin's got this little, style thing going on too i always see his instagram <laughs> post shout out to kevin uh, yeah shout out kev <laughs> uh we i definitely actually no like i mean sometimes like, on occasion but he you, you should see his closet and how much osc stuff he has because he'll like he'll he'll see it and he'll text me he'll be like bro i need that i need this i need that i need that and i'm just like all right dude i'll just bring you one home you know <laughs> like whatever nice. but like uh yeah so he uh He's he. I think he really loves the stuff that we do, that which is really cool. And uh, he'll throw some ideas out there occasionally. But we're I feel like we're always kind of like one step ahead of like like he'll he'll bring up something. And I'll be like, we're already we're already there. already done. You know dude, I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's pretty funny. But yeah, uh, he's he's a big supporter, which is awesome. Yeah, how's he doing? He's great. Uh, he's he's doing really good. He's in school and just like. Uh, you know, uh, I think he's going to Penn State starting this semester, uh, coming like just starting soon, and uh, he's working and full time, so he's a busy man. Yeah, he uh, he'll message me every now and then, and we'll, we'll talk back and forth via text or you know Instagram or whatever. Yeah, yeah, but no, he's doing great. He's, he really is. That's good. That's good. Yeah, two two Pringle boys doing all right. Yeah, yeah, we're doing all right. <laughs> 
And I mean, what's what's the, what is the area? What is the the? I mean, our area is unique. I guess you could say. Oh, by a long shot, yeah, it's <laughs> definitely unique, especially Pringle. I mean, not, and not everyone knows Pringle. Pringles are a very small town. It's outside of Kingston. Um, I don't even know how many people live in the city of Pringle. Uh, I'd say no more than three hundred. I was going to say maybe three hundred. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I almost wish I would have stayed living there because I was going to run for mayor. I was going to have a campaign called Pop Go for Pringle. That would have been sick. I know. I know. You should have did that, Just, dude. <laughs> that would have been a, so cool. A small town. I think I could probably have managed that. At you know, being the mayor yeah. of a small town. That would have been awesome. Yeah, Popco for Pringle. So good. Yeah, that's I, so good. I blew it. I should just back. move back. Yeah, you got to move back now. Yeah, I'll, I'll just buy a house there. I won't actually live there. I'll just well, I'll say I live there. I'll just buy the house and so I can run, run for, for mayor. <laughs> but I mean, what is what is growing up in in this area? I mean, I, I think everyone takes with them, you know, lessons learned and you know how they grew up. Like, what is what has this area done for you as far as um, I, I don't know anything. Like, just the the way you were brought up, the the small town vibe. Like, what what has this area done for you? I think it's definitely kind of it's definitely shaped the person that I am. Cause I think I, I wouldn't have the opportunities that I've had and met the people that I've met. If I let, if I live somewhere else, you know what I mean? I think it all kind of like it, I, I grew up, I skated every single day. Cause like, that's all there was to do is just like skate and like hang out with your friends, you know? And like the area is just kind of like, it's just kind of a dying city in, in a weird way you know, and there, it, we're kind of behind the times a little bit in a lot of, in a lot of places. And, uh, I think like it just taught me to, to appreciate the small things in life and really like showed me that just like skating and like being friends with people and, you know, doing, playing guitar and like starting a band, like those things were like the important things in my life. And like, those were the things I, like, I just knew like, this is what I wanted to do and be creative and like do those kind of things. And I think if I lived in a bigger city, it might've been a little different just because there's a lot of other opportunities and different, you know, I could have been a big baseball. Like I, I played baseball as a kid and like, I could, if I grew up somewhere else, that could have been my life somewhere else completely just playing baseball all the time, you know, or like I could be in college in some, you know, big city or something. But I, I think just growing up here, just, and only really having those things, like I just made the best set of what I, what I had. Yeah. Um, so it's hard to describe <clears throat> this area. And like, unless you've been here, it's weird. <laughs> Cause every time like people talk about it, I'm just like, it's hard to just like to put, to put this place into perspective unless you've just been here or visited or like experienced it in some way, you know, everything I feel like comes back to Northeastern Pennsylvania though. It's, it's, it's this weird thing. I don't know if you know people could leave and they always come back or like you could be somewhere else visiting a, a city and you'll see either someone or something from our area in that it just, it's a bizarre, bizarre thing. It's crazy. And, and that even goes to with, with music too, because there's been so many bands that have came out of this area that have done a lot of cool things, you know, I yeah. mean, 
Breaking Benjamin being like a big, you know, a big like metal, new metal band comes from, you know, from our area. Bands like Tidal Fight and Tiger Jaw, the Menzingers, like, you know, like they've all made a name for themselves out of, you know, this area. And it's just, it's just kind of crazy because it's not just like that with music. It's, there's a lot of like little things like you're kind of saying that all kind of tie back to our area in some way or, or form, you know, uh, it's just even, even the Poconos, everybody knows the goddamn Poconos for yeah. some reason, you know? <laughs> and like, like why, I don't know, but like people just do. Yeah. And, uh, it, it's, it's just, it is, I, I do agree with you with that. What I think is nice about this area is like, it's not too big to, you know, make, something for yourself um and i say that meaning like you know if you go to a a a big city like new york city like you're you're a a small fish in a big pond right yeah this area at least gives you enough like where you can how, how do i say it like it's just small enough that you can kind of stand out i guess you could say like yeah you know and I'll just use myself as an example and I don't want to do this, but it's just easier for me to do. Um, you know, I had no business having a radio show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had no business being on the radio, but I was, and I don't think, you know, if I went to New York city and said, I want to be on the radio, they, they laughed me out of the building. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I had opportunities here, you know, based on, you know, people I met and, and you know, it goes back to what you were saying about, you know, skating and meeting people and, and making friends where you did. You, know, you just have an opportunity to it's not too big it's it's small enough where you can you know, meet the right people do the right things and, and and make a name for yourself whether it's you know a huge name or a breaking benjamin or or not it's it's just it's it's a good place to have good opportunities yeah i i completely agree because i think it's you're you're almost not competing with other things yeah because you're it is such a small area that like you might be the only person who's starting a clothing brand or doing like some kind of special like arts and crafts thing or starting a band that sounds like this or some, some specific genre, you know, like instead of where you're in Los Angeles or New York city, like you're saying, and and you're like, your band is a dime a dozen yeah. everywhere or your, you know, special art things is the same thing. It's like, it's you're in, you're in this area and then if say you do make a name for yourself or something like that it also kind of spreads around in a weird way like kind of quick you know yeah uh and also kind of branches out into all these different places especially because like wooksbear hardcore scene for like is a very like well-known thing for some reason yeah. you know and it, and i think it's just because of all the bands that have came out of here that have been popular and stuff like that. So, uh, as soon as like we started to kind of gain traction, it was just kind of like, Oh, they're a Wolfsburg band. And like, everyone's like, Oh, that's sick. You know? So it's like, it is, it's pretty interesting how it all works here. Well, I mean, this is probably before my time or it was during my time, but I just, I lived in the country at the time. So I didn't, I wasn't exposed to it, but well before your time, like, there were a lot of bands that came through Wilkesbury. Um, it was a, it was a home base, and then there was Metro Cafe Metro. The Metro yeah. yeah, it just like 
names that you know you know now as like almost not household names but like newfound glory and things like that yeah like holy shit they played this this whole in the the wall place in wilkesbury it doesn't even exist these days yeah um yeah it's just definitely it's an interesting town our our friend uh matt do you know you know matt wren right yeah 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 so our our friend matt wren he has like this whole scrap booklet of like old show flyers uh and we were looking through them with one day and like my chemical romance played like the metro in like 2002 and like yeah in a small like probably 150 cap spot you know what i mean and like uh, uh silverstein playing in like 2001 before they were like a big known band or like yeah like you said newfound glory totally played you know so many and it's like it's crazy because like you wouldn't expect bands to come through here like that but even there's a lot of bands that even come to through to montage that are like big you know like like massive bands you know Mm -hmm. like coming coming to montage and like you wouldn't think that they would stop here but they do because you're they're so close to philly that it's like why not just play philly but like a lot of bands do end up stopping through here which is pretty interesting yeah it's definitely uh an unobtainable area so it's it's cool it's yeah. i like and it's it's i don't like the the fast moving things i'm i guess i'm more of a, a slow moving guy <laughs> yeah yeah. Uh, i don't like new york city i don't like the hustle and bustle it's it just just not not for me so. i love that kind of stuff i'm i'm, yeah, I'm the opposite i Do love you? it yeah i love yeah, it i don't know it's just too much too many moving pieces for me for sure but well one more question before I let you go. I know you have, I think I've got a show tomorrow, but um, you know, as far as your music goes, um, what, what is your music about? I mean, do you talk about these, do you, do you write about, you know, things you're going through? Do you, do you talk about, you know, things that are going on in the world? What's, what's the primary component of, of what you're writing about? I think uh, usually lyrically, it's kind of like, we, I always try to base it like t- a time and place kind of thing. Cause I think it's important for a record when like, like, like I said that this whole past record was written kind of through the pandemic and kind of through like a weird time. So a lot of it's a lot of like pretty personal, just like issues that I was going through and issues, you know, like, like about with the pandemic and stuff like that. And, uh, it's a way for me to be self-expressant. So I think that I put a lot of my own thoughts and feelings into it. So it's kind of more based around that and less around like, you know, worldwide issues. I know like the one song on the record called Pringle Street, which is funny. Uh, but, uh, that song's a pandemic song just cause like I was just stuck home for so long, you know? And, uh, but the rest of the record is a lot, a lot of, uh, definitely kind of kind of more sad melancholy type type lyrics just because that's how i was feeling at that time and place you know sure so um i always try to keep it pretty true to to myself and uh be be as open and expressive as possible that's cool i think people connect with that kind of stuff uh easier you know 100%. when they could relate to it it's genuine it's yeah relatable 100 percent. Yeah. yeah so yeah that's that's kind of how i go about it Cool man. Well, best of luck uh, with the uh, the U.S. dates. I hope they don't get pushed back on you. I hope. So. Yeah, I hope so too. I hope I, not. I, fingers crossed. I feel like we're gonna like. Obviously, we just had the holidays, and I think you know things got a little hairy around that. But I, I think in the next few weeks, hopefully, the 
the cases kind of subside and we can go back to <laughs> what we were going towards. I know. I hope so. I, I think so far, like I've seen some shows getting canceled, but I haven't seen like everything just being like, yeah, every, like every single tour is getting canceled every single show. It's kind of like a, it's kind of more so a 50 50 of like, it almost depends on if the band is comfortable enough to do it, you know? So like, I mean, that fest just happened in Florida and there was like 2000 people there in a, in a big room. And like, you know, I'd say 80% of the people were not wearing masks, you know? And it's like, it is what it is, but like, you know, if, if an event like that is still happening and not getting canceled, then and and cases are going to slowly probably start going back down. I don't think that stuff will get canceled in the spring. Yeah. But we'll see what happens, you know. Well, I mean, the NFL games are still going on, college games are still happening, you know, how many thousands yeah. of people are in those stadiums. So, I mean, we we can't we can't lock down again. I'm I'm pretty confident in that, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm fingers crossed. I don't think we will, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Well, best of luck with all those dates. Um, where can people find you online? Uh, we're pretty much everywhere. Uh, any any uh, streaming platform where you could find our music, uh, YouTube, um, Bandcamp, even too. But like, yeah, any any streaming platform, and uh, pretty much anywhere on Google too. <laughs> cool. One step closer. It was good talking to me. It's just it's, I still can't get over the fact that I knew you when you were ten or eleven years old, and yeah, you, know, you, were this, you were this quiet kid. I mean, not that like I was ever outside going, "Yo, man, what's going on?" Well, let's talk. Like, um, but your brother was a little more, I guess, social than than you were at, at that at that point. I mean, yeah, a, yeah. again, young kid, you shouldn't be talking to a twenty seven year old. That'd be weird. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think I definitely when I was when I was younger, I was definitely a little like more timid with like adults and stuff like that. Cause I, you know, I was a little kid, yeah, <laughs> but, exactly. but yeah, but uh, yeah, it's, it is crazy. It all, it all came full circle in a, in a, in a cool way. So yeah. Well, tell your mom and dad, I said, hi, tell your brother, I said, hi. And uh, for sure. I mean, like I said, I, hardcore is not my thing, but I like, I like your stuff. I'm not saying that to be as you're in front of me. Um, I like uh voice that's fire, which I kind of compare you guys to, to an extent. Cool, cool. So, um, yeah, yeah. As long as there's like a melodic, you know, tone to it, and I, 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 I like that kind of stuff. So hopefully, you know, I'll get a uh, out to a show if you're ever playing around here. Yeah, dude. I mean, I we we uh, I'm sh- we've been kind of seldomly playing like locally, like uh, just because like it's we want like the hometown shows to be special now. Sure. Now that yeah. we're like touring all the time, stuff like that. But I'm sure it'll probably be like a once a year kind of thing. So like maybe like later this year we'll play like a home show. Cool. But yeah, it'll be cool. So let me know for sure. For sure, yeah. All right, man. Thanks again so much. I appreciate your time and best of luck on the road and and uh, on the future future shows. Hell yeah! Thank you, man. Appreciate right, man. it. Thanks. Yep. See ya. Peace.